Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello and welcome back everybody to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast and I am so excited to be here with you today. It's Shelby in case you don't recognize my voice, but I am here today with one of our own Cindy Samatinger, the wonderful Cindy Samatinger, and we are here to really kind of take a deep dive on um, emotions and feelings and joy and anger. We're going to like I don't want to say race through it all, but we're going to cover a lot of ground today on our podcast. And uh, just as a brief intro, for those who don't know Cindy yet, Cindy is a part of our successful nurse coach team. She's one of our lead mentors. She is one of our lead preceptor coaches. Um, we also have another episode on the podcast, more about Cindy's story and journey, like way at the beginning. So if you haven't tuned into that one, go ahead and take a listen. Uh, but Cindy is really one of the most high-performing nurse coaches in existence. She's a total badass. There's a reason that we have her on our squad, uh, but she is also the founder of her own coaching practice that is named Arrows on Purpose, where she loves to coach high-achieving women through creating their dream life, which is really big and has been really exciting to watch you step into and commit to over the past few months, Cindy, because I know that this is something you're super passionate about. But welcome. Welcome back. Hi, Shelby. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah. So I feel like what you are helping high-achieving women step into this creating joy and uh, creating their dream life really ties in perfectly to what we're going to talk about today because- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You and I were talking briefly before we hit record here and just about how- um money won't solve your emotional problems and high achieving people tend to make a lot of money, but still you get to the finish line of the financial success marker and you're like, well, shit, I still don't really feel any better. And life is still kind of meh. And, um, yeah, so we're going to talk through that, talk through yeah. that today. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have my own story around just not allowing myself to be happy. Mm -hmm. with the success, which I think is what a lot of high achieving people run into. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, let's, let's start there, Cindy, if you're okay with that kind of with your own aha moment. So just as a little bit of background, we've been able to not only have Cindy on our team for quite some time, but Laura and I have also been coaching Cindy for a really long time. Cindy was mm -hmm. a student of mine. Then she hired Laura for her like year one coaching, and then you've been in master's with us. So like we've yeah. had a front row seat to lots of different versions of you. And is it okay if I share just like a little coachy moment, the one that we talked about before we hit record? Yeah, please. When when Laura, and I'll let you tell your perspective too, but um, it was like one of, so also just for a slight background, year two master mentees, Laura and I show up to both of, or like we both show up to that call. So you get two coaches on that call. And it was probably one of our first, I don't know, two or three coaching calls. And Cindy was having a wildly successful beginning of the year in, in 2022. And 
she was poking holes in it. She was poking holes in why, why (laughs) she, why she couldn't or why it was too hard or, or just like, I can't even remember the exact story. And Laura came in hot and she said something to the effect of like, Cindy, when are you going to let yourself start enjoying the success? Like, why are you basically, why are you being the way that you are? And I was just like, holy shit. Okay. We're here. We're here now. There's context that I don't have, but (laughs) Laura came in pretty, pretty intensely on you there. And, um, and I know it's been something that you've wrestled with a few times, but like that to me was kind of like the last big moment where you were punching really big holes in, in your ship. (laughs) uh, But yeah, what was, what was that like for you? What has your experience been with that? Yeah, well, uh, that definitely was not the first time that Laura pointed out to me that I would not allow myself to have the success that I would come up with reasons why I shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. So I would come into a call with everything was great. You know, I signed like five clients in a row and whatever, whatever it would be. But I would have these moments of like, but everything's going to crash and burn and mm. it's all made up, right? I, I should not have this level of success. It shouldn't be like this. And but yeah, she would point me, she would just point it out to me that I'm just creating a problem that doesn't have to exist. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that was definitely, um, that moment that you're speaking of was definitely my aha when it finally clicked what she was saying to me. Mm-hmm. Cause that, I think that's the beauty too, of having a coach for a long period of time, because they yeah. really get to know you and see your story over and over again. Um, and when you get to those places where it's like, are you done with that yet? <laughs> <laughs> Quit. Yeah. I remember yeah. even my own experience. I, it was like right when Laura and I had partnered together and I all of a sudden kind of out of nowhere started having really weird feelings about reaching out to nurse coaches. Like that I was, I was being gross or icky and just it like, it came out of kind of left field. Cause that wasn't something I had wrestled with. And I, brought it to my coach and she looked at me like I had four heads. She was like, she didn't even coach me through it. She was just like, no, no, we're not. No, we're not doing that. Let that go. That's not yours. Quit. And I was like, okay. And um, yeah, she was my coach for a couple of years. So, so there, there was a, a level of trust there to where I just did. I just like, poof, let it go. And it like, wasn't a thing. Um, yeah. But yes, agreed. That is, that is one of the upsides of having a, a coach for, for the long term. Um, And also, I kind of want to dive into that a little bit more, Cindy, because you came out of the gate pretty hot, like in your private Mm -hmm. practice and not to say that it's that it was easy for you. Like you definitely were all in head first, completely submerged into private practice. You put in a lot of time and energy. Um, and when you put in that level of commitment, like, of course the, the payoff is, (laughs) is pretty big. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Like it should be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm curious if like being able to reflect on it now, what do you think fed into that resistance to sinking in to your success and like being able to celebrate? Well, and this is where we call this what the upper limit problem, Mm -hmm. right. Allowing yourself to experience it because there's just something not right with me. I'm innately wrong or bad or not good enough. Mm. Um, Maybe the not good enough is the part for me. I'm not good enough to, I'm good in that I can achieve a certain level of success, but going beyond that, um, 
I, it's not what me, no. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just that feeling of being flawed that somehow by experiencing the success, I am just waiting on the other shoe to drop and something yeah. terrible is going to happen because I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and for those who don't or have maybe never heard the phrase upper limit, um, it's a phrase that we borrow quite a bit. It's coined by Gay Hendricks. He wrote a series of books called The Big Leap. And um, he's a psychologist that talks about how we all have an internal thermostat for joy and happiness and mm-hmm. excitement and abundance. And as soon as we bump up against it, it's kind of like a glass ceiling. We will create stories and pull kind of facts. I'm using air quotes, facts from anywhere to make them our reality and bring the internal thermostat back down to somewhere that's more tolerable, that's somewhere we're familiar with it and somewhat some like to a level where we're more comfortable. And this is super, super sneaky. Like it is so Yeah. It is. It's it's really, I think. And and you can give me your two cents on this too, Cindy, but I think that it's a lot of societal programming. It's a lot of like inherited programming. It's a lot of potentially religious programming like this. I'm not good enough. And until we shine a light on it, you kind of don't know that it exists. Yeah, because it's what everyone does. And it's probably what your parents have modeled to you. Um, things that you've learned through society, through leaders, whether they're in your religious community or in your community in other ways that you can have that really successful person, but then there's always something happening in the background of their life Mm. um, where they just aren't reaching that level of happiness or they're annoyed by happy people. Right. Or, um, it causes conflict in relationships. Yeah. Because how dare you, you know, how dare you be successful or outshine someone or um, go beyond the level that we have set in our family, in our community, right? For you, you know, this is the level that you're allowed to achieve. If you go beyond that or do something outside of that, then you're the black sheep, right? Yeah. Or there's something, you've done something to cause conflict. Yeah. 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 And I think it it comes back down to this belief that a lot of people share that like, joy and success and abundance is finite that there is like and it's kind of how we talk about money too in our programs of like Mm -hmm. if I have more that means that somebody else has less so it's it's viewed as selfish or yes um, that you're taking more than you need um, when in reality it's my belief that abundance joy and success comes from the divine. And if that's true, then it's completely <laughs> limitless, right? Like I can't absolutely put it, I can't a, put it in a box. Yeah. A joy is a fruit of the spirit, right? But yet not many people really have it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's the question that I started to toy with was if that is really something that comes from spirit, if it comes from the divine, then why, why did why do not more people have it? What's mm-hmm. going on here? I started asking that question and looking inside myself and saying, well, why don't you have it, Cindy? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, that's always that's always how it begins, right? Why don't other people have it? And it's like, no, actually, I'm asking myself this question. Why? Why not me? Why don't I have it? And um, I think that's where, you know, some of our deepest learning happens. Uh, 
but Cindy and Al, we will go as as deep and vulnerable as we're both comfortable with here. But so yeah, permission to speak as vague as you as you would prefer to. But where where do you think that stemmed from for you? Like when you asked yourself that question, why? Uh, where hmm. is it? Why don't I have it for myself? Where did that take you? Um, it took me into a couple of places. Um, one was that I just never really felt happiness. I didn't see happiness demonstrated as a child. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up with a um, a dad who was a drug addict um, and abusive in many ways, um, it's really hard to experience happiness or joy in an environment like that. Um, and then when I found myself looking for answers to all of the to life's problems. And I ended up in um, church. I found out that I am just wrong. I'm just bad. I am born a sinner. So mm-hmm. it is this, it's this crazy message. And, and this probably doesn't speak to everyone and that's okay. But I would yeah. get this message that like, you're not good enough, but yet you're good enough. <laughs> so yeah. it's this weird, it's this weird battle between like worthiness and unworthiness. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so it's really just going into the place that says like, no, I am worthy. It doesn't matter. I am simply worthy just because I'm human. I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have loved having a front row seat to kind of this like spiritual evolution that you've been on over the past Mm -hmm. 12 months. I know that it's brought you to some really deep and vulnerable work of like questioning and reevaluating and deciding what is true for you versus what is the truth you've been told. And um, I've had a similar experience with, um, well, what is the term that they use for that? Where you- uh, Deconstruction. Yeah. I was like, it starts Mm -hmm. with a D. Can you all tell that I'm about to give birth? My my brain cells are like (laughs) barely hanging on. Deconstruction. Yes. Um, And- it's a painful, painful, painful oh, process. So painful. Yeah. And then, I mean, the building it back up is actually kind of fun and and kind of like where the payoff all happens, but you don't get to have that without like kind of the breakdown first. And I think that's why a lot of folks can avoid this part of their wellness for a really uh, long time. Yes. Um, because yes. like, like you had mentioned, like happiness wasn't, like modeled for you. And so I'm also assuming that like other emotions weren't modeled for you either. So like, there's like so much to, to untangle and and to process. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Because if you go in there, you're going to have to, you're going to have to face things right. That are Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and those negative emotions. So we can take that into the depth of anger and frustration, shame, guilt, rage, those lower vibrational emotions that we're probably more used to and actually more comfortable with, but yet we still don't want to feel them. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that we don't want to experience. So we just don't, we, it, maybe it rises up or maybe we're, we come face to face with it, but we're not going to, we don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. We shove it away. We push it in. It lives mm-hmm. in our emotional body. It stays there for a really long time until something happens where we just can't, the trigger just keeps on until we actually face it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And I I think of these like mm, 
less than desirable emotions, right? Like guilt, shame, anger, resentment, and what valuable, and this is like in my own learning too. This is, uh, I was, I was one of those people who also wanted to bypass, who wanted to acknowledge those feelings, but like from a distance and be like, oh, those are for other people. I don't feel those things. We're just going (laughs) to, we're just going to leave them over there. Uh, But how they can be such important teachers for us, right? Like your triggers, the goal is to not completely avoid triggers for the rest of your life, but the goal is to get triggered, have enough awareness to be like, why did that happen? And get curious about it. Um, But in your work with like high achievers, Cindy, like what is your assessment, your your clinical assessment of their relationship <laughs> to to this, to these lower level, lower vibe emotions? They're really good at bypassing them. Mm-hmm. They're really good at it. Um, and that's why they've experienced success. And when when they're working with me, a lot of times it's that thing that holds them back. It's why they can't go forward to the next level. It's why mm-hmm. they keep hitting something or coming up against this thing over and over again that keeps showing up and keeps holding them back. And until we actually go in and allow them to not just be aware of the emotion, but really let it be there, feel Mm -hmm. it, allow it to come through and let it show you what the thing is, what the, what, what's been living in you for so long that you haven't wanted to face and allow it to heal. And then we can get into the higher level emotions it's not mm-hmm. until we accept the lower level ones that we can get into the higher level ones, right? We have to like acknowledge that they're there. Um, yeah. it, it becomes this wide range of like, if you can't allow anger, you also can't allow joy. Yeah. And you get stuck in this. Yeah. Man, it still yeah. makes me so mad that that is the case. <laughs> oh, it makes me so mad. Um, and you know, like the, I remember at the beginning of this year, I went to Disney World with my family and my daughter had, oh, was she even, she was just about to turn three. So it was like, we're doing like the low experience of Disney World, right? We're not going on a lot of rides, sensory overload, but we're still having a good time. And we're on the merry-go-round and it was me, my husband and Ada was on on one of the horses. And all of a sudden I just got like this huge wave of what I'm, thinking was joy but it was just it like consumed me right like i was almost oh, like yeah. crying uncontrollable tears on this freaking merry-go-round in in <laughs> disney world and it was it was fleeting right like it lasted maybe like 5 or 6 seconds and i was completely just like oh my gosh is this the disney magic that everybody talks about like what <laughs> what did they put in the water here um But then I went back and I was talking to my somatic practitioner and I was like, oh man, like that felt so good. Like it was overwhelming, but it felt really good. And she was talking about just um, because I also have a interesting relationship with anger and that's a whole nother podcast episode. But being able to have capacity in your body to feel anger and resentment and shame and guilt fully is directly coordinated with being able to feel happiness, joy, and abundance because they are all really big. They're yes. really, really big feelings. And like, it makes sense that if you shut one down, right? If you shut anger mm-hmm. and resentment, you shut those off, so to speak, that you're also kinking the hose for everything yes. else. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like having a clog in your drain, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you can't, experience any of those emotions when you're clogged. Yeah. You have to be able to 
um, let those things come through. That's what I see in a lot of my clients is like, um, they maybe are aware that they're having some big emotion, but it's just, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Ooh. Do you mind speaking a little bit on like where you begin with that? Mm. Um, I usually have them identify where it is in the body. Mm-hmm. So we'll still we'll just take a moment and like breathe into it. Take a breath. Where do you feel that? Where's it coming mm-hmm. up? Um, where do you think it comes from? I start asking questions around it. Yeah. Um, what is it? Let's name it. Um, and a lot of times I can feel it with them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm very much aware of where it is in their body before they are. Yeah. Um, that's one of the giftings that I have that I can just feel that. Um, and I can name it sometimes for them if they can't, if they can't find a name for it, I I have a name for it. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start there and then we talk about maybe where it comes from, why it's there, um, do a little inner child healing if that's what needs to happen. Um, and then we just, I just ask them, can, can we just let that be there? Yeah. Just like allowing it. It's like opening up space in your body to let that be there. And it's funny because I'll often give them an assignment that comes after this of creating space in their life. So that can be like silly as cleaning out a drawer, Mm. right? Like the junk drawer in the kitchen or a closet or some place in their home where there's clutter. And while they're doing that, it's not just the physical act. It's the emotional act of like letting that open up and allowing Mm. that space so we can breathe in transmute whatever is coming through and then letting it become something different. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Super beautiful. It's, it's my favorite thing about coaching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and uh, man, I, I feel like this is what an example of what deep transformative coaching can look like. Right. I think that mm. that's like something that nurse coaches are so drawn to is like, how do I take the work deeper? How do I, mm-hmm. how do I provide more to my clients? How do I get to this space? Um, and it really, one, the work begins with you, right? Cindy would not be able to hold that kind of space for others had she not been on her own adventure to get here and unpacking yeah. and deconstruction and all those things. Um, but, and it comes, it just comes through experience too. But really even just like the act of like cleaning out one of your drawers or your closet i'm like it's so beautifully simple like it's just so like <laughs> it doesn't have to be hard we make yeah. it hard <laughs> yeah it's so yeah it's so simple so good so so good so yeah if if anyone's listening just wondering like how do i get from point a to point b uh turn that question back around to yourself like what do you what do you need how do you how do you relate mm-hmm. to your emotions how do you feel and uh uh, man, I used to get so annoyed by this advice, but like your journey is your own and it's unique and it takes time to where I was like, no, just give me the answers. Like I'll pay you for the answers. It's fine. Yeah. Just, just tell me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it were that easy, it's not like it's hard. It's just a journey, right? It's, yeah. And there are very hard moments, um, but we, oh, yeah. we, we can sometimes just make it more challenging um, or seem impossible when really it can just be as simple as making the decision to feel an Mm -hmm. emotion. Mm -hmm. And how do you think this is like, if we brought this back to like a real tangible black and white moment, Cindy, how has this affected your business? Like with, with your own journey into feeling and to be able to hold more space for joy and abundance. um, How's that played out? 
Um, gosh, um, I just had another really powerful month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a really abundant year for me and I notice things a lot faster, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So I am like, yeah, this is coming up. There, there are things that are coming up and, and I'm like, okay, all right. That gets to be here. There's space for that. I can allow that. I can allow that, that anger to be here right now. I can give myself the space that I need to feel what I'm feeling. And I've been better at just really creating that space for myself. And I think that that's one of the problems is that we're, when we are high achieving that we're so busy that we like to work and Mm -hmm. create and do, but there becomes a block when we don't give ourselves that space. Um, One of the things I've really been tapping into is creativity Mm -hmm. in my life and in my business, because it's one of the things that allows there to be joy. When you are living in creativity, you're opening up the door for healing and for joy to come in. So I think that's kind of one of the biggest things is just like giving myself the space to feel whatever's coming up and not, and being quicker to acknowledge that I'm having an upper limit problem at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. And then just being in it, like I am, I can revel in the, um, in the success. And now I'm at a place where I say, yeah, I'm worthy of this. I'm totally worthy of this. Yeah. Mm. Man, I hope that feels good. You've worked so hard. <laughs> you worked so hard to get here. Oh my goodness. And in in our society, like high achieving people are placed on such a pedestal, right? Like they they're they're killing the game. They got it all together from the outside. They're doing all the things. But now I have such a different perspective on high achieving folks of like, oh uh-huh. you're I don't want to like, but like when's the last time you felt a feeling is really the question I want (laughs) to, I want to ask them Um, because I think being high achieving is a coping mechanism on some level. Right. And it's like, for me, it was to prove myself. That was one of the reasons that was one of the things to say, like I've been told I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, watch me. So it was more of along the lines of like trying to prove people wrong instead Mm -hmm. of for the, you know, the right reason. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For myself, not for others. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of my coaches once, uh, he was like, how did it feel to do something not to prove it to anybody else, but just because you loved it? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> That's an option. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I can relate to that. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it this work, again, I, I want to emphasize that it's likely if you're like, ooh, Shelby and Cindy are talking straight to me right now. I feel super called out. You just know that this work takes time. Give yourself a few years to process. You can still Mm -hmm. successfully coach and serve powerfully in all these things while you navigate through this layer of of learning about yourself and of of healing. Um, But the goal here is to feel Notice that Cindy didn't say anything about fixing or making emotions go away or to cultivate a life to where you never feel anger or resentment ever again, but to allow space for all of it, the full human experience. And there will come a time where you develop an appreciation for even the less desirable emotions, right? Like how lucky are we to be able to be on a freaking rock floating through space? And have the capacity to feel 
not only joy, but also sadness too. Like there's yeah, real beauty to that. And sadness and yeah, and and not only that, but we can feel them interchangeably within moments or at the oh, same yeah. time, which is beautiful if we allow it to be there. It's like an orchestra, right? We can be in any range of emotions at any time. And if we just allow it to be, it can be mm. beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, one more thing I want to kind of jump in here, Cindy, is these like common upper limit thoughts just to call them out so that people know that they exist. Um, like we were mentioning in the beginning, I just feel like we're all on autopilot until we're not. <laughs> and if we can, <laughs> if we can shortcut part of this for you, I would love to shortcut this. So, um, yeah. Because a lot of coaches, like if the longer you're in this space, this is like a big pain point that coaches sell on is cultivating joy, especially yeah. for successful people. So this, if, and of course, now that I've said it and you've listened to this podcast, you're going to see it all over your feed. But um, yeah, let's let's jump into that a little bit on just so that people can start to expand their awareness around it. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you want to do you want to kick us off on? why joy is just so hard to feel. Yeah, it is. It's the most difficult emotion to feel. And I I see that not only in my own life, but I see it in my clients too. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that they have really great success and things are going really well. And then they come to the call, but, yeah. but, and, and they're kind of creating problems, right? Um, and, and I see it as like, if you experience joy, you're going to lose it. So mm-hmm. it's a fear right? It's a fear. It's a lack. This idea that joy is finite. It's better to not feel it at all than to lose it because it's so overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. And it, and it can be so good, but then feel so wrong at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. And those, um, I kind of touched a little bit on that being flawed, um, Mm -hmm. that there's this, and, and many of us, we have this idea that we are just fundamentally flawed. There's just something wrong with me and I'm not good enough. And I don't deserve to be happy, right? I don't deserve to experience this level of joy and abundance. Um, so there's, that is kind of like a really big one. And it's mm-hmm. one that I notice in myself. Um, also there's the thought that I'm a burden. I'm a burden. If I, um, experience success, if I experience any level, any big emotion in any way, and we can learn that from childhood, right? When we are children and we're angry or we're having big emotions that mm-hmm. we're basically shut down. Um, and there's no space for that. And so it comes, that's a burden. We don't time for that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And if we are experiencing high level emotions like success and joy, then um, we can be annoying. Um, and if we're shining too brightly, we make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also this belief that I see in a lot of my clients that the more successful I am, the more work I have to do. So more stress, more overwhelm. It's like, if I'm going to be successful, I have to, my fingernails have to be like broken and chipped and dirty. Um, and then they limit themselves to the amount of success because they're afraid of that, um, that fear of burnout. And I especially see it in nurses and the nurse coaches Mm -hmm. that I work with, right? Because we've already experienced so much burnout at the bedside that coming into this role, there's a fear of getting burnt out again. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's the upper limit problem that we face. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. I feel like once a year, Laura and I oscillate on, like, we'll each have our moment and thank God it's not at the same time, but we'll, <laughs> we'll each have our moments where like this 
the more equals like it brings up this fear of if we do more, then we're going to have to sacrifice something that's important to us, which is usually time with yeah. ourselves and our family. And um, I think you drew a really beautiful parallel there of like what we as a nursing community know is that more is bad. Like more patience is bad. Yeah. <laughs> more, more boxes to click is more annoying. More usually does come with quite the laundry list of things to take care of. And this work is different. Like more doesn't necessarily mean heavy forever, right? Like sometimes more means hiring another support person for your team to help you pull yes. it off, right? Like we get to resource yeah. differently because we are in control of how all of that plays out. Um, but yeah, I, I love that you drew those parallels there because it's all a part of the, the, we should have come up with a term that's deconstruction, but for nursing, I don't have it yet. Oh, but. yes. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to, burnout doesn't have to be the norm, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, we have so much control in, in all of that too, to where like <sighs> when you have a job, you just unfortunately don't, that's, that's the trade-off, right? So um, yeah, it's the balancing. Like, I think our clients come to calls all the time with that, like, but, but the dishes need done and the laundry needs done. And right. And, and if I'm spending time on my business, then I don't have time for these things. And that's when we get to say like, you know, those things are always going to be there and we yeah. can, we can have people support us in that. It's, it's a new way of thinking. <laughs> it's a new way. It's a new way. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Team. Well, we have covered like a ton of ground here. And um, I one thing that I hope that you leave with after listening to this podcast is that like emotions are like here for a reason, right? And that, yes. that is the reason is to feel and experience them. The full range, all of the colors in the crayon box we are going to address here. We are not going to bypass. Um, but that this is often what our coaching work gets into, right? Like Cindy totally. does this in her own private practice. Um, and then like in our mentorship as well, just helping, helping us reprogram our relationship to emotions uh, because having your own business is a highly emotional, especially in the first year <laughs> it brings up everything. so emotional. Yes. Yeah. All those triggers, they yeah. get, they get to come up. Yeah. And, and it's, if we can round it out with that, that, you know, our, our clients come to these calls with like so many wins and successes. And, um, sometimes they don't, sometimes it is something that's difficult. Um, but either way, shoving those emotions is going to be one thing that holds you back from mm. your dream life, right. From achieving the success that you desire in whatever capacity that is for you. But there isn't usually a problem when we dig in, usually it's not a problem. They're creating a problem because they're uncomfortable in the joy and the happiness. Um, and yeah. shoving that joy is just as dangerous as shoving in the anger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In building your dream life, the whole point is to be able. So like, let's say the dream life is that you get to take an epic beach vacation every year with your family. And what if you get to the beach and then you can't feel it. You can't feel mm -hmm. happy or content or excited or at peace. Um, 
then that like creates this loop of like, well, we just have to go create more. We have to go do more. We have to go dig ourselves into the ground um, to where if we can expand your capacity to feel, yeah, then it kind of breaks that loop. It, it or it, or it causes you to to second guess mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what you're doing. Uh, you think you're not happy, right? It's not working because I'm still yep. I'm still feeling those same old feelings, but I was supposed to feel different. <laughs> yeah. Which then yeah. goes back into the belief that I'm fundamentally flawed. I'm innately yes. wrong. Like it <laughs> yes. just, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just ill. It feeds itself. It feeds itself, Cindy. Um, <laughs> well, is there any, before we wrap up here, is there any last just like parting wisdom that you want to give our listeners today? Yeah. I just want to tell you that you have permission to be happy, experience joy, love, abundance, and all the things. You are allowed. You have mm-hmm. full permission and you don't need to seek it from someone else. Yeah. Perfect place. Perfect place mm-hmm. to land. And yeah, we appreciate you guys being on this wild journey through emotions today. I know we kind of covered a lot of ground and, and went from point A to point Z and back again. Uh, but I hope that this lands, that this resonates. This is work that highly fulfilled and highly achieved people do is feeling your feelings and having capacity yes. for it all. So, yeah. yeah. And if you are in resonance with Cindy, you feel like you need to reach out and talk to her. All her stuff will be in the bio for you. You can find her there. And she's also, like I said, in our successful nurse coach group. So if you want to go creep on her on Facebook, she's open to that as well. And uh, we will make it easy for you two to get into contact if you need to reach out to her. Um, But yeah, Cindy, thank you for being here and sharing your story and sharing your wisdom. Super appreciate you and all of the goodness you you bring to the world. Yeah. I love talking about this. (laughs) So (laughs) much fun. We'll we'll just do a yearly update of like, how's everyone's feelings going? (laughs) How are your emotions? (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead and comment on the Facebook post. How are you feeling today? Let it, let it be known. Beautiful. All right, team. We will see you on the next one. Come find us in the successful nurse coach Facebook group. And we will be here same time, same place next Monday. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.